Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Handcammer School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmontz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we got a big show planned for you today, some really good guests. We have our X's and O's man, Travis Roeder from Our Daily Bears. And um, he does a nice job. He looks at all the film breakdown and takes us inside how everything happened. How did those Bears beat Oklahoma? What did they do to get that pass rush? What did they do to get Gary Bohannon going in that second half? He explains it all to us in great detail. On Mondays, Dave Aranda explains it to us. On Tuesday, Travis Roeder comes in and kind of uh, gives us even more. And uh, that's always kind of fun to do. And then at 5 o'clock today, it is our weekly appearance from Nikki Collin, the Baylor women's basketball coach. And Aaron, I, uh, I was watching pretty closely last night. Miss McDaniel got into the game and uh, been kind of uh, wanting to see her play a little bit more. Used to do some good things. I believe that was at Penn State. She put up a lot of points, had a knee injury, so it's not the knee's not quite what it used to be, but um, kind of enjoyed watching her work, and, and she's got some touch around the rim. There's some good things that she does. Queen Egbo, another dominant performance, just, just killing that team on the um, offensive boards. And uh, that was New Orleans. It's funny how different people say it different ways. I was listening to, to John Morris last night. He, he would say New Orleans, New Orleans. And I, I guess everybody I talk to calls it New Orleans. Some people say New Orleans. But um, anyway, I, I, uh, I, I really want to give a shout-out to, to J-Mo because yesterday, like 11 a.m., he's doing a Nickel State Baylor men's game. And then last night, 7 o'clock, you got New Orleans comes to town, and, and he and Jim Howler were on that call. And uh, I just, you know, John does a great job, but he, he also did it, his own show, uh, of course, with Aaron at 3 o'clock yesterday. So radio show uh, sandwiched by two, you know, two-hour games, and, and those aren't just, oh, John shows up at the last second. Aaron, he may do that for his radio show. Like, he and I may both have that that reproach. But no comment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now for those games, though, you got to get over there. You got to do all. You got to get ready. I mean, that's a you got to show up at least an hour before the game. He has to show up two or three hours before the football game. So that's uh, a long, long day. And so shout out to John, to JMO for the work he puts in, and the radio show too, because he he uh, he has to do all that, tape all these sports beats and every which thing he does. I mean, Aaron, can you imagine if, if Tom called me today and said, Mosley, I need you to kind of record uh, a sports beat and then uh, a coach's show and then two more things. Aaron, you think, you think I'd be pretty good at that? You think I would turn that around pretty quickly? <laughs> I think we would be in big-time trouble. 
and yet John does all that stuff. So we appreciate him and for all the work he does. And last night, he, of course, was joined by Jim Haller. And I love Jim uh, ever since I was a kid and watching him coach at Baylor and uh, have had the pleasure of becoming friends with Jim. And he is a big listener. Don't let this make you nervous, uh, Aaron. He's a big listener to our show. So he, he was texting me last night saying that he liked when uh, when at the end of uh, stretch Stretch's uh, appearance yesterday when he gave you a hard time, Aaron, he said something about the producer who made him listen to all those ads. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and Jim really appreciated that. He liked he liked. He likes Stretch giving you, giving you a hard time. Even though, Aaron, truth be known, I think you only had him on hold for, what, 45 seconds? I mean, it was not like you left the man on hold for a long time. So he was on hold for literally 45 seconds. That's not an exaggeration. It was, it was a half of a 30-second commercial and a 30-second commercial and then the rejoin. <laughs> I know, but, but he, he just liked giving you a hard time, so, uh, and you take it very well. Uh, but Jim, Jim Howler uh, does a great job. And you know what I like when I'm watching those games? I was watching on ESPN Plus last night. Aaron, I like it when he says uh, that so-and-so's at the charity stripe. I like that he and, he, and he doesn't call them the officials. He's like, the striped shirts. John, the striped shirts called that one. Like, he just kind of has a – he brings a different flavor to the game. And then I think it almost brings some, some funny stuff out of John, too, because – John was, John went to break the other night, and he had some funny thing he said. Oh, was it, maybe it was during the Baylor men's game. Yeah, that was with King McClure. And he said something about, we'll be back uh, here in a minute to talk more about hairstyles because they'd been talking about the mullets. And for some reason, the way John said it made me laugh. Like it was a really, it was a really uh, well-timed uh, statement. So anyway, just a shout-out to John and a shout-out to my man, Jim Howler, who is one of the great Baylor fans and Baylor people of all time and, uh, you know, was not treated the right way at the end of his time at Baylor. And you know what? He didn't care. He just continues to be a huge Baylor supporter, and uh, he's a treasure to those of us who've been around Central Texas for a long, long time. Thank you, Jim Howler. Thank you for what you do. All right. uh, It is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. And uh, it's going to be a fun show today. Lot, uh, lot planned. I did like, uh, I like this. Aaron had a good nugget for you. And of course, Aaron has his. He he throws out all the nuggets at uh, 4:40. Aaron, if you ever hear something I say early in the show that you kind of like for Campus Confidential, just use it. Okay. I I don't ever. I I always do these segments like people have other things to do in their lives, and like maybe they're coming in and out. Now, I hope they're with us kind of like Howler is. Coach Howler's with us through the whole time. But, but Jim, not I mean, uh, Aaron, not everybody can do that. So I always, every segment I think we're getting a whole new audience. That's the way I think of things uh, because I'm not conceited enough to think. I mean, you, you might think I am conceited, Aaron, but I don't really think that people are with us for every minute of the show, as sad as that might be uh, news to you, Aaron. Okay, this is some, something, though, Aaron, I thought you might like. KU football walk-on Jared Casey, okay, that's the guy who caught the game winner versus Texas the other night, a walk-on. He's already getting some name, image, and likeness work after Sunday's game winner, okay, that was in Austin at DKR, Memorial Stadium. 
There, he's shooting TV ads today for Applebee's commercials that will run in Kansas. All over the state of Kansas. <laughs> I'm looking at these pictures, Aaron, and there he is. You know, just a fun-looking kid, just a big dude. They put him out there. I think he's kind of like a lineman. I mean, that's hilarious that at the at the game's biggest moment that they they that he, that quarterback threw the football to a lineman. Now maybe he's listed as like a uh, tight end. I don't know. He looks like a big old lineman. And uh, let me see what they have here in this picture. They appear to have some onion rings from Applebee's. Aaron, have you ever tried the onion rings at Applebee's? I think I have. It's been a while, but I think I have. Now, I'm a fan of the onion strings that different places have. I, um, they might have those at over at our Cajun bar that we like to go to. Um, what's it called? First, um, what's that place, Aaron, that's a big sports bar in Waco that uh, Drew Brees had? You know, they advertise with us. Help me out here. Drew, it's like not first and ten, but walk-ons. It's called walk-ons. Uh, and they, I think they have some great onion rings over there. But these are the, the these onion rings that I'm looking at on the Applebee's are those huge, thick ones. Now, they've also brought him what appears to be a steak with some onions on it, some grilled onions, and, and some baked potatoes. Now, let's, let's see what else this woman's bringing him. Okay, this is for the commercial. Oh, okay, she has... A bacon cheeseburger with a side of fries. And this is the commercial for Applebee's. Aaron, does that almost make you want to make a make a run over to Applebee's after work today? <laughs> it does. All I've had is oatmeal so far today. So. Oh, Aaron. That's good for your heart, though. Aaron, you and I both, we haven't always been great to our bodies. We, we, we both now are very health conscious. We, we watch what we put into our bodies. So we don't do a lot of these fried items. But, uh, man, that looks good. But the, that's the Kansas football walk-on, Jared Casey. All right. You now, talked Eric, about it yesterday, but that, that video of his family, they're in the opposite end zone and yeah. trying to figure out if it's him. It, it's such a great video. <laughs> I do like that. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. Aaron, I want to update you on a uh, Twitter on a tweet that, and it was a buddy of mine who kind of helped brought it, bring it to my attention. He's one of those good buddies that uh, does not want the attention, does not really want his name out there, so I'm not going to give his name. But he uh, he did send it to me, and it was a uh, it was that tweet that I sent out of Lincoln Riley kicking a field goal to make it 66-33 at the end of that game against Baylor in 2018, Aaron. At last glance, let me look at one more time here. At last glance, I, I think people were a little shocked by that tweet because, Aaron, I don't think people think I'm capable of doing that, mar you know, where I – Research? Where I, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I That too. But, like, where I make a mark on it. You know, there's an app where you can, like, circle things on a, on a tweet or on, like, a screen grab. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Like, you take a marker. Like, you could probably do that. I'm not capable of doing that. So that makes it very obvious that one of my buddies had shared this with me. I was trying to find it. Aaron, that thing has now been shared close to 6,000 times. Uh, it's a great <laughs> tweet. I mean, it just shows 
what a hypocrite Lincoln Riley is for saying anything about sportsmanship because at least Coach Aranda had a reason for kicking Lake Field Gold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 63-33 kicking one. It's a little yeah. different animal. All right, and then, Aaron, I was trying to show it to you last night. Sports Illustrated then made mention mentioned my name. I was really wishing they would actually say, you know, ESPN Central Texas's Matt Mosley, but that's okay. They just gave my name, and they gave me credit in a Sports Illustrated column <laughs> that had that tweet in it. Aaron, I, it, I through various sources, I understand now that um, Matt Rule enjoyed the tweet and was maybe uh, perhaps sending that around to some folks uh, <laughs> yesterday. So uh, Matt Rule, head coach at Carolina, still still monitoring things out there. And he was the Baylor coach, of course, when that happened against, uh, against Oklahoma. And uh, I'm trying to remember his whole tenure. And I also have this other thing I wanted to mention, Aaron, and we may save this and do a whole, a whole um, segment on this at some point this week. Like, I, I, I just the, Aranda's name is starting to come up more and more about like could he be could he go to LSU could he go to USC? Now I think LSU, um, they, they obviously they want um, they want Jimbo, but I mean there's some other names I think they're going to go after. USC I'm starting to hear that a little bit more. Now I know what's about to happen. Is Baylor if Baylor beats Kansas State and as they get ready to play Texas Tech, this is all going to heat up because a lot of schools are already getting their head coaches. Virginia Tech fired their coach today. Uh, Fuente, Justin Fuente's out today. Now Aaron, I'll remind you, I don't know if you remember this or not, Aaron, it was before you came back to radio. Fuente's name was mentioned by a national media person as the leading candidate for the Baylor job. They basically said it was all but done, that Baylor was closing in on hiring Justin Fuente. Well, obviously they didn't, and they hired Aranda, and Fuente ended up staying at Virginia Tech. Well, he's already out. And what I do find funny also about this coach, so anyway, Aaron, remind me, I've got some thoughts on this whole, like, Aranda, where, where I think he, this is all heading. And I think I can maybe calm the Baylor Nation down a little bit. But uh, I guess the good news, Aaron, is, and I, I understand people get queasy when I mention Art's name, but Art was an unbelievable football coach. I mean, we can't, we can't, you know, we can't dismiss that. He was. So we're going to leave Grobe out of this. But think about that. You go, you go Art, Rule, Aranda, I mean, this is unbelievable. Like the and again, that the art thing ended in scandal, and that was awful. I get all that. Okay, nobody has to remind me. I lived it like a lot of people, um, and and commented on it and was horrified by everything that was attached to that whole scandal. I get all that. Okay, so I'm not trying to to say, oh, I just want to talk about art as a football coach. I get that he has a lot of baggage, but I, I'm just saying, Aaron, that's pretty amazing. Art, rule, Aranda, and that's the only downside to hiring with rule in Aranda great head coaches is that other people are going to want them. Now, the good news is Aranda, I think, more than rule, totally wants to stay at Baylor. Now, will he? 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, huge money and huge, like, prestige can affect people. And he's from Southern California. I mean, that that's the only thing I would be worried about. It's not even so much about the USC program. I'm more worried about him being from that part of the world. But I'm not even that totally worried. I'm not that worried. I, I really am not. So I, I, I feel like at some point, Aaron, you and I need to we need to have a discussion with our people. And we, we can calm folks down a little bit if we need to or whatever. All right, next, we do have a guy who knows the X's and O's. It is Travis Roeder from Our Daily Bears. He joins us next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Increasing clouds and still very breezy this evening. 63 degrees will be the overnight low. Clearing skies tomorrow with a lot of sunshine in the afternoon. Highs top out at 84, and then a strong cold front moves through overnight Wednesday into Thursday. Thursday looks mostly sunny. It's going to be dry, but much, much cooler with a high of only 62. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. When it's time to think insurance for you and your family, wouldn't it be wise to consider the insurance provider built by Texans for Texans? Jarrett Wilburn, Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, is the one to see for your auto, home, farm and ranch, and life insurance needs. Jarrett was born and raised in Central Texas, so he is here to answer the phone promptly and to provide the best customer service when you need it the most. He has you covered. Jarrett Wilburn, Texas Farm Bureau insurance, 254-301-3790. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco. Caramelized bulgogi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha lime and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Corporate retirement has a lot of moving parts, and putting together a thorough plan takes careful preparation. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I've spent a lot of time thinking about retirement planning from the perspective of employees and employers. We'd like to build a relationship with you and help you chart a path toward your financial goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor men's basketball beat Nichols State in an afternoon game at the Farrell Center 89 to 60. The Bears will host Central Arkansas tomorrow night at the Farrell Center. Tip is at 7 o'clock. Last night it was the Baylor women over New Orleans 78 to 39. They'll be off until Sunday when they face number three Maryland on the road. Monday night football saw the 49ers beat the Rams 31 to 10 last night. The third installment of the college football playoff ranking show is tonight, starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN. College football tonight, Toledo at Ohio, Western Michigan at Eastern Michigan, and Bowling Green at Miami of Ohio. Catch the UMHB Coaches Show tonight with Pete Fredenberg starting at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas man leave that going I like it when we're rocking out like that rolling through the four o'clock hour finally getting used to not saying I think I was at three at one point used to be it I used to kind of like that back in the day I had a 10 to noon roll but it's great to be back for a while I was three to six and it's just fun to be back in the afternoons drive time Folks kind of start thinking about leaving work about 5. So I'm with you guys through the 5. But I hope people kind of at work and everything start listening in the 4. Especially, Aaron, I know sometimes you do a great job, by the way, of turning it around really quickly. But like when we have Travis Roeder on, who we're about to have on, people love listening to that stuff later in the evening. or And and, um, and so that's a really cool thing that we do is, is have that uh, – on Twitter, and uh, people can jump in that way. That's how Travis Roeder, he'll tweet it out. He'll let people know, hey, I'm going on with Mosley. And then everybody crowds around at the water cooler and says, okay, what does Travis have to say about that game? Now, Travis, we got to look back before we can look forward. I know you're already kind of, oh, my gosh, Kansas State, you put out some rankings, and they're 20th in this, they're 23rd in that. I mean, by the time you were finished with me today, Travis, you had me worried as – all get out of this Kansas State team. I, I may not even watch the game. I'm so worried. But <laughs> let's look back. Let's look back a little bit against uh, Oklahoma and uh, what a what a great win it was. And you know what's crazy to me, Travis, uh, kind of big picture wise, is that Baylor. We used to think in the Bryles days, like you know, Baylor kind of needed that trick back then. You know, you needed great receivers, great skill players, good linemen, but not. They didn't have to be great you because you had this offense that was a juggernaut. I never thought that Baylor could line up for a sustained amount of time and just sort of like knock people off the ball and do the same thing in some sense on defense. Like that's that's pretty amazing that Baylor is doing that. Yeah, and I think all the credit has to go to the coaching staff. Or excuse me, all the credit. Obviously, it's a mix to the staff and the players, but – you know, defensively, Baylor really did just knock Oklahoma around up front. That's what the Baylor defensive line's been doing for a month and a half now. They're just playing dominant up front. I mean, even against TCU, when they gave up all those passing yards, they were they totally shut down the TCU running game. Um, so, yeah, the Baylor defensive line really controlled the line of scrimmage. Offensively, that's sort of what happened, but not nearly to the same degree. And that's why I say you really got to 
you really got to hand it to the coaching staff because that Oklahoma's front seven, while OU has their own issues defensively, they have some real dudes up front. Uh, number 24, their linebacker, Brian Osamoa, uh, was the best linebacker I've seen Baylor play in a long time. Uh, and their defensive line's nasty. They do a lot of stuff that makes it hard to run on them. Baylor didn't just really knock them over, but what they did do is they had a really big variety of running calls that they called, and they were able to catch OU kind of off balance just enough times to where all of a sudden, you know, I think my wife told me, you know, they had 300 yards rushing this game, and I, I didn't believe her. I mean, I was like, that's crazy. Um, but they really were just kind of able, able to make them kind of just slowly add up over the game, and I think it's a real testament to the coach staff and the players and the mantra and the and the culture that they've built that they were able to do that over the course of the game. You know, you said Gary Bohannon, they did, they've did they done a nice job with kind of almost waiting to the second half so the other team can't, you know, make the uh, adjustments necessary. When Gary, I mean, it happened pretty early in the second half. He just got rolling. I'm talking big chunk yardage uh, yeah. on, on some of those keepers. What did, what do you think, uh, what did you see on, on, on film when you look back at it, and what do you think Grimes saw that, that led to so much yardage for Gary running the ball? Well, I mean, basically, you know, he had three huge runs, and it was all on a variation of the same play. And it's really fun if you actually look at them back to back to back because one of the things about this offense is that it's there's not very many different plays, but they run it from a lot of different formations, and they run it with a lot of different motions. So even if it's the same play, it can look a lot different to a defense, and that's what they did on each of those three times. It looks differently. But essentially, you know, the, na- the name of the game for Baylor's offense is, you know, they're going to run wide zone, which is just their basic staple running play where, you know, the running back aims for the, you know, the offensive tackle on his side of the ball and just pushes it front side. But as soon as you can get the defense, like what they call the linebackers flowing, the defense flowing, you know, once the defense starts flowing too hard, they start overselling on that front side. That's what opens up those backside cuts. I mean, you think about Abram Smith's 75-yard run. That's exactly what happened there. Uh, he was able to get a big cut back. And, and essentially what those Gary runs are, too, is just, you know, the coaches will call them backstri- backside constraint plays. You know, it, it, it's a constraint on the defense that when you run something on that backside, it keeps them from flowing too hard on the front side. So that's a, you know, we could dive into a lot more detail, but that's essentially what happened there. OU was really selling out to stop the run on Baylor's basic plays. And so uh, Baylor responded by hitting them with uh, those backside plays where the defense is all flowing to one side and Baylor hit them on the side where they're weakest. Talking to Travis Roeder, our Daily Bears uh, does some really good work out there and um, and uh, does all the, the film watching for us and it explains all this. Isn't it funny? You mentioned April Smith's 75-yard touchdown. That's the stuff that Oklahoma would always do to Baylor and other teams is, is pound away, pound away, and then get one of those monster plays. And, uh, and now it seems like it's Baylor doing it. I mean, that you talk about wonderful yeah. to see it it is it is pretty amazing yeah i mean i had a i had somebody on staff reach out to me and say they had been holding back that play all game because they knew it was going to bust out big and they just wanted to wait for the right moment to use it and that kind of ties into what you said and uh what i've noticed about offensive coordinator jeff grimes is that he really very clearly holds stuff back for the second half and why that's important is like if you run one play in the first half that the, the defense hasn't seen before i promise you they're you know, these college football staffs now, they have hordes of analysts and quality control guys and let alone the assistant coaches that are all 
working all halftime to say, okay, well, if they present it like this and they run this play, here's how you defend it now. But when you do it in the second half, all that has to be done on the sideline, and it has to be done you know, in between drives. Obviously, you can't teach somebody how to defend something mid-drive. And so I think that's something that's really cool to see, the, the patience for uh, – I think it's kind of two things. A, it's the patience of the offensive coordinator to know that it's a four-quarter game. And B, Baylor has a really good enough defense to where they can keep the game close, to where the offense doesn't feel like they have to pull out all the tricks in the first half to even just keep the game close, if that makes sense. So it's, it's really kind of complimentary football. Yeah, I, that, I, I, the complimentary football is a huge piece of it. Now, on defense, um, man, my guy Al Walcott, how good was that? I mean, made, made some really big plays. You know, obviously he doesn't have the speed that some of those uh, that some of those other uh, corners have. But, man, at the point of attack sometimes, and he made that big interception. But the pass rush was on point. And, and, and to a certain extent, what they did against Caleb Williams, and you can help explain this, but they kind of kept him, you know, they, the levels of the pass rush, unlike some of those previous weeks, that, you know, where they let guys escape, they just kind of stayed. And I think one of the things you yep. were worried about is Caleb Williams, you know, having like five or six of those huge explosive plays right. in a game. And he didn't, he never really got to that point. What, what, what yep. do you attribute that to? Were guys sort of winning these individual battles? Were, was it more like Aranda where they were all really working well together? Why, were they, why was the pass rush so effective? Well, I mean, working together is really the right way to put it. I got to give some credit to my, uh, my buddy Jeff Davis on Twitter here. He, he's the one that pointed out to me. He said, look, if you watch Oklahoma versus Kansas, Kansas wasn't even really rushing the passer. They basically just had four guys rush that created a little semicircle around around Williams, and they all kept their eyes on him and just didn't let him escape the pocket. And Williams is a guy right now that, as a true freshman, that is a very below-average pocket passer. But if he can escape the pocket to his right especially, I mean, he becomes Superman. I mean, there's literally nobody probably on the planet that can throw the ball better. Well, I guess maybe Pat Mahomes. Or I don't really know NFL. But anyway, sorry. Caleb Williams <laughs> is a monster rolling out of the pocket. Um and so what Baylor did is they worked on those levels. And if you actually kind of if you just go pick, pick any passing down uh, from the game and watch what, the, watch what the pass rushers are doing, and you'll notice that two of them are rushing the passer pretty hard on every play, but they've got a couple other guys every play that aren't really even rushing the passer. They're kind of just almost playing patty cake with the offensive linemen, just saying like, okay, I'm just, all I'm here to do is just to make sure that he doesn't escape the pocket. And eventually, after three, four, or five seconds, that pocket will collapse enough to where you can actually sack him. But they weren't trying to get there in two seconds. They were, they were trusting that their defensive backs would play, the, play uh, their responsibilities well and that Williams just wouldn't be good enough if you could just keep him right in the pocket. Man, just keep him right. Isn't that amazing? It's hard to – but when you see it, as a, as like uh, from a, I think to the common fan, it's kind of frustrating to watch a defensive lineman sit there and, as you described it, play patty cake. By the way, I'm going to send you yeah. over to Gabe Hall or Ika and have you, <laughs> have you ask them how they enjoy playing patty cake with those uh, yeah. OU offensive linemen. You know, what, but to your point, there was one uh, piece of film that stood out to me where it was like they got a sack. I think it was Bryson Jackson's sack. And yeah, 71, that play making its rounds, yeah. 71, the left tackle for OU. I mean, whoever it was his man, he had him. He had him locked yeah. up. I mean, just I mean, it was like yeah. you could you would want to teach that kind of blocking, you know, as an O-line coach. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, when they came free, it was like scary. 
Here comes Matt Jones. Here comes Bryson on the backside. Here comes Cole Maxwell. It was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And so, basically, it, you're right. The complimentary part of this is huge. If the coverage can hold up, then the then the then the then it makes the defensive line and linebackers look so much better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just seeing elite effort from uh, the Baylor defense. I mean, one of the one of the telltale signs of whether a team is fully bought in defensively is whether whether guys you know whether you see defensive linemen chasing down plays from long ways away, and whether you see guys never kind of give up on a play. And that's definitely what you saw there. I was just. Elite effort and effort. Effort is something you cultivate. So um, it's really see to need to see Bryson Jackson get a good big play there. I think he's a fourth or a fifth year guy, and um, for him to finally kind of get his moment was fun to see. I think he was good against Oklahoma State. He had one really good game this season. It might have been oh, oh, that Oklahoma State game, but he came in. You know, he and, I, and that, wasn't that funny that he, he shook off Jones and then Jackson didn't get like it wasn't like a clean sack. He just kind of kind of slung yeah. him down. And Williams, yeah. it was kind of like Williams just had enough. That other play that's been making rounds is that. What about those linemen? Was it Zay? Oh was yeah. It, uh, and and uh, Gall came in there from behind. It was trying to think. Oh, Gall, Galvin was in there as well. But where? Yeah. I mean, think about that. You're third and twelve. In, in some sense, it's kind of a give up play. You're running off tackle. You're trying to kill some clock. Seventeen seventeen seven lead. And and those are the kind of games as Baylor fans. We've been scared to death before, right? You're, you're, even though you got a 10-point lead, they've got seven minutes, and they got yeah. all their timeouts. The game's not over. And you just hand off to, a, you know, you're, you're expecting maybe four or five yards there at the most. And, and they run it for, what, 15 yards? Well, I'll that, tell you what, Matt. I think you might have been expecting four or five yards, but I think the staff really expected to get that point. <laughs> they they've been calling a lot more runs on third and long, and it's a, it's been pretty interesting to see how the ethos of this team has evolved, where that's yeah. actually a viable option now. Yeah, I know. I'll never I'll never agree that they thought they were going to get that on third and twelve. <laughs> I, I I give those linemen I give those Fair linemen uh, all the credit because that was pretty cool. I mean, he had about five yards to go. And they all and 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 Galvin and uh, and 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 Zay, uh, the X Man, they uh, they they just went at the same time. That was a fun play to watch because at the exact yeah. same time, it was just like they hit that pile and they moved it like crazy. I'm sure Abram was kind of like, "Wow, this is these are a few extra yards I didn't know I was going to get." But um, yeah. anyway, well, Travis, good good stuff. I I hate it. Um, I didn't get to bump into you Saturday, and I'm sure that was tough for you to not have a guy like me up there to kind of explain things to you. But um, but I hope to see you soon. Oh, well, thanks, Matt. All right, there he goes, Travis Roeder, uh, who does a really nice job and uh, big time uh, film watcher, and uh, that's good stuff right there. I, I like I like digging into some of that. Uh, Aaron it seemed like the, the dog got involved a little bit, Travis there, but he just kept playing right through it. Uh, you can you can follow him at Travis underscore Roder, okay? At Travis underscore Roder, R O E D E R. And one of the reasons I really promote that is not only is Travis really cool to us, but um, he puts all those film breakdowns on Twitter. And so, really, what I'm looking for in life is the easiest path, and he and it makes it extremely easy for someone who follows Baylor to kind of br uh, watch all that stuff. If you're into X's and O's, he's a great follow. All right, it's uh, time for Campus 
confidential. What does Mr. Sexton have in store for us? That's next. Baylor women's basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back in action Sunday on the road at Maryland. 11.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Sunday. Baylor Big 12 women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Genco and me. Refinance your vehicle today at Genco with rates as low as 1.69% for 48 months and have 90 days of no payments. Refinancing can lower your payment, so you pay less for your car. Apply online and get an additional 0.1% off our already low rate. Thank you, Genco. And don't forget, your vote counts. Vote today for your local school to win $1,500 with Genco School Spirit Competition. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. NCUA Equal Housing Lender. There are people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. This is ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family-owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. A sagging rear end. It's ugly, it's embarrassing, and it's a sign you haven't been taking care of things. Hey, it's Jay from Pickup Outfitters, and we know you've seen it. A truck pulling an RV, a boat, or a big trailer, and the back end of the truck is lower than the front. In the industry, we call it a floppy jalopy, a scooty booty, or most commonly, badonkadonk down. It's not just an eyesore. When a truck's rear end is sagging, it can be dangerous because it affects the handling of the truck and can make driving unsafe. But there is a fix to this unsafe and unsightly condition. Take your truck to Pickup Outfitters for a little rear-end suspension upgrade like Super Springs, Sumo Springs, or even an airbag suspension kit. Your truck will be safer, handle better, and most importantly, it will look better. People will start noticing the improvement to your rear end right away. And isn't that what it's all about? Get your rear suspension upgrade from the pros at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor men's basketball beat Nichols State in an afternoon game at the Farrell Center 89 to 60. 
The Bears will host Central Arkansas tomorrow night at the Farrell Center. Tip is at 7 o'clock. Last night, it was the Bader women over New Orleans, 78-39. to They'll be off until Sunday when they face number three Maryland on the road. Monday Night Football saw the 49ers beat the Rams 31-10 last night. The third installment of the college football playoff ranking show is tonight, starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN. College football tonight, Toledo at Ohio, Western Michigan at Eastern Michigan, and Bowling Green at Miami of Ohio. Catch the UMHB Coaches Show tonight with Pete Fredenberg starting at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Alongside Aaron Sexton, we continue on. You hear the music. We got uh, college basketball, college football, always talk some college athletics at 440 every single day. People love listening in to see what we've come up with and this is when I turn it over to Aaron Sexton, the producer and on-air talent for this show. Go ahead, Aaron. And we will start with some college basketball as both the Baylor men's and women's teams won yesterday. Baylor men defeated Nichols State 89-60. Freshman Kendall Brown continues to be impressive. One rebound shy of a triple-double, 13 points, 10 assists, and nine rebounds. They'll take on Central Arkansas on Wednesday and then a big game against Stanford on Saturday. The B- Baylor Women beat New Orleans 78-39. to Melissa Smith, 13 points, 10 rebounds. And Queen Egbo with 22 points and 11 rebounds. The women have their biggest test of the season as they are on the road Sunday against number three Maryland. So both the men's and women's teams with their first big test of the year coming up this weekend. Well, I, I mean, that's – I would say so. And um, – and you got you got some big time like uh, Thanksgiving tournaments coming up, and a lot of this, you know, you can hear all these games right here at ESPN Central Texas, and then also those high school games Friday nights. We got everything for you Thursday nights. We have a lot of high school games and uh, Lark uh, out there doing some of those these West playoff games. Tom on Mart, Brian Fomble, Tom Nesbitt on Crawford. So we got a lot of great coverage going on as we speak, but. You mentioned that game. That's the one I've got my eye on. That's a Sunday. Uh, that's a Sunday game that uh, that this women's team early on, early in, um, uh, you know, C- Coach Collins' time. This was really, really going to be interesting to face off against a a really a highly ranked Maryland team that has a chance to win it all this year. I did notice that Owusu got hurt in that last game out, and she's a really good player. They also have a player named Diamond, uh, who's a big-time guard. They got some length at guard. It's a good Maryland program. And they are uh, – and you'll get to hear from Nikki Collin, the Baylor women's coach, on her weekly appearance. That'll happen coming up here in just about 15 minutes on the Matt Mosley Show. But this is a great test. And as uh, Nikki will tell us, She's got no one else to blame but herself for this early test. She wanted Maryland. She's getting Maryland. And Coach Freeze, that's F-R-E-S-E, by the way, that's big-time coach. 
at Maryland, winning as coach in Maryland history, and you go to College Park, that's going to be a tough test. So uh, I'm anxious to see both teams as they, as they start to get kind of tested and, and uh, ramp up play a little bit. But the men are very unpredictable, but extremely, and I mean that in a good way. That sounds like I'm like, oh, you never know what you're going to get. I, I think they're, I think they're a lot of fun, and I, the athleticism's crazy. But like for instance, James Akinjo, you know, has the chance to be one of the better guards in the Big 12, and people thought he was going to be maybe the newcomer of the year in the Big 12. Well, he had two points in that game yesterday. Now, you know, are there other are there reasons for that? Did he play a whole lot? Maybe not. But he only scored two points. And meanwhile, you got Sohan, the freshman, Kendall Brown. One guy has 14. One guy has 13. I mean, this is going to be fun. Uh, Myers, obviously, a really good player. Flagler's great. They're deep. I mean, it's a deep team. And, uh, and, and, you know, how do you get everybody minutes? It's okay. But, I mean, some of these guys that would be playing quite a bit in other programs, like a Love Day or a Dane uh, Donja, I mean, these guys are barely getting to play. And it's just, and I didn't even mention LJ Cryer. He's probably the best three-point shooter on the team. He's really good. He scored 20 points in that game yesterday. So uh, it's, it's going to be a fun team. And I think anybody saying, well, they'll never repeat. Ooh, watch out. Watch out. This team could come together late in this season and be pretty stout. All right, Aaron, what else you got on your plate? People keep asking Jimbo Fisher about the LSU job. Jimbo Fisher keeps denying that he has any interest. He said, quote, that uh, he would be the dumbest human to leave for LSU. Now, uh, A&M currently has the number six ranked recruiting class in the country, and Fisher said that the Aggies could wind up with the number one ranked recruiting class which is a distinct possibility. I'll tell you about another recruit that they just received a commitment from today in just a second. But he says, you ought to say that's the dumbest human being, and I don't want him to be my coach, talking about him leaving. He said, we're going to recruit an unbelievable class, so I'm the dumbest human being on God's earth to recruit all these guys to A&M so I can go across over there to LSU and go play against them. Uh, they landed the <laughs> 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 Which he does like make a that. good point, whether you like Jimbo yeah. or whether you don't, which I don't, but – uh, he, he does make a very good point. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, over the weekend, they landed the top overall prospect in defensive tackle, Walter Nolan. Today, they, they got a commitment from the top running back in the country, Le'Veon Moss. And uh, so they were number six. That will probably move them uh, at least up a spot or two. And uh, they still are in on some big-time recruits. But so far, they have the number one-ranked defensive tackle, number one-ranked dual-threat quarterback. Uh, sorry, the number three running back uh, Moss is, not the number one, the number three safety and the number one tight end, and nine total commitments ranked in the top ten at their respective uh, positions. So uh, if you don't like the Aggies, like me, you hate to see it, but they are doing an incredible job with this year's recruiting class. Well, and, you know, it's when you beat Alabama like they did, it can make a whole season. I mean, they just lost Ole Miss, and I think most Aggies are kind of like, ah, it's okay. It's okay. We beat Bama. I mean, that's that's literally the entire season. Now, you know, they'll be more demanding maybe in the future, but for this season, they were they were thinking they were going to have a great season. They got three losses. I mean, really, if they hadn't beaten Alabama, people would be like, well, you know, 
Jimbo's not really living up to expectations, but he beat Bama, so that changes everything. And I think that's right. I think that's who LSU wants. Now, um, who who will go to LSU? Well, my LSU-loving buddies think that Kiffin wants the job in that Lane Kiffin's right there in the running for it. And, and the belief is that he took so many rear chewings, as they said it, they used a different word, from Nick Saban, that he's desperate to get to LSU and use all that recruiting money and all the, all the facilities that they have there to go after Saban and to try to finish off what looked like what Coach O had going. Coach O looked like he was maybe on the verge of maybe getting a dynasty going, and it just fell apart quickly. Lane Kiffin wants to coach there. Will he? I don't know. I don't know if they want the Kiffin experience. But uh, that is uh, that is what uh, is hanging in the balance there. Uh, Aaron, do you do you think like and, and again, Aranda would probably be in the mix there as well. I'm I'm really hoping not for selfish reasons. But uh, I mean, obviously he had a good run at LSU and they won a national title with him as the defense coordinator. I just think what they really really want is a big time offensive coach offensive-minded head coach, and Aranda's a defensive guru, as we all know. Uh, Aaron, do you think Kiffin would be a good fit at LSU, and do you think that's where they end up going? I honestly think he would be the, a perfect fit for LSU. I really do. I, I think he would fit that program perfectly, and uh, I think he would do really good things there. And, yeah, I do. I think, that, I think that's what's going to happen. I think that will be the direction they go. All right, Lane, James Franklin, Dave Aranda, and I. You know, I don't know exactly who. Now, again, we got to look and see where USC is going to go. The good news with USC, Franklin, they always think that you know they're 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 intoxicated with a huge name. And now Aranda could get really hot. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think people have huge respect for him. But he doesn't quite have the splashy name yet that 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 maybe USC and LSU are both looking for. Um, now, the only thing that scares me about Aranda is the the whole Southern California connection that he has. I mean, that is home for him. Now, I'm not saying LSU, but he went to one of those uh, Cal, not Cal Riverside. He went to one of those Cal schools one of those Cal maybe state schools, but I'm just not. It's not coming to me right now. Cal Poly. Might be Cal Poly, actually. And uh, that's where he and Tom Herman both went. So USC would be, in a way, going home for him. But you know what? Coaches go everywhere. I mean, at one point, home became Utah State. At one point, home was Wisconsin. At one point, home was in Baton Rouge. So it's kind of hard to really say where home is. The only reason his attachment might be more it's just because he went to college there and he grew up there. So that might be some form of attachment. But I think he I think Waco's growing on him. I think I think he's falling in love with us. Aaron, at least that's what I'm gonna tell myself. That Dave Aranda's falling in love with Central Texas. That's the way I see it. All right, anything anything else you wanted to share? Yeah, one more. Uh, Florida International football coach Butch Davis will not return in twenty twenty two. Davis has led FIU since 2017, told the Action Network that he's out after this season and criticized the school administration for sabotaging the program. How did they do that? 
you may ask? Well, last month <laughs> they had they posted uh, they had a job posting for their head coaching position online with the American Football Coaches Association. I don't know if they had informed him that he wasn't going to be back at that time. He makes it sound like he wasn't, but they uh, also have done things like refusing to offer multi-year contracts to assistants and would not allow coaches to go out recruiting the past two years because of financial reasons as well as COVID concerns. So basically he's uh, he's been, uh, well, basically he's had no chance. If you can't recruit, you're not going to win, and, and he hasn't been able to do that in the last two years. He's out, and uh, FIU will have a new coach. We'll see what they do, but just a weird situation. Yeah, you don't see that too often, a coach just come right out and, and basically say, I got sabotaged by the school. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Butch has been around the block, and we've we've known this man in uh, NFL, in college circles for many, many, many years, going back to Miami, all of that kind of stuff, the Cowboys, and so... Uh, I, I don't think you should really be too surprised. I mean, Aaron, in fairness to FIU, do you think you, when you're a head coach, you get hired at FIU? Do you think you're going to have, like, one of the greatest recruiting budgets around? I mean, I feel like you kind of know what you're getting when you go to FIU. You well, know, now, wherever, wherever, where was Lane? Lane was at some place where they actually do try to do some stuff. Was that Florida Atlantic? Is that FAU? Like, they'll actually try to go out, even at, like, Jacksonville State and places like that. They'll try to, they'll try to actually get some things done. But uh, I, don't, I don't think FIU's ever tried to, like, pretend that they're that big time in football. I could be wrong, Aaron. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe you know more about FIU than I do. <laughs> no, I think you're right. And in their defense, I don't know the whole situation about recruiting, but as far as on-field results, they went winless last year and they're 1-9 this year. So, I mean, it shouldn't be – a big shock to Butch Davis that, that he's not coming back after winning a total of one games in one game in the last two years. You think people ever kick field goals on them at the end of games? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Lincoln Riley would, depending on the score. Uh, but you know, give him a minute and a half and a 30 point lead, and he'll trot that kicker out. Oh, what? Lincoln, the code of sportsmanship. Yes, the. the <laughs> The enforcer of the code of sports. How did you describe it in your tweet? I, I did like the description, actually. I, I think I called him the director <laughs> of the of the code of, uh, of of sportsmanship or something <laughs> along those lines. The Big 12's director of code, the, the sportsmanship code, something along. Oh man, Lincoln, we're gonna miss you. We're gonna miss you, Sark. Do you think Sark will even make it to the SEC? Do you think there's a chance that Sark is out at Texas, not after this season, but before they actually get into the SEC? I, I Do you think Sark will coach them in the SEC ever? Unless there's a huge turnaround, he's they won't bring him back. Because I expect last year to be Oklahoma. I think we both expect next year to be Oklahoma and, and Texas's uh, last year in the Big 12, right? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, if he doesn't get it turned around, a bunch next year not just you know win seven games or something like that instead of not making a bowl which is a distinct possibility or eight games if he doesn't have a really good year I think he's gone I mean there there are people that are ready to, you know I, I know a lot of Longhorn fans that are ready for him to go now he's not even finished his first season it's been so bad but 
you know i mean it is the first time since 19 uh since since uh 1956 that they've lost five games in a row say what you want about their program but they even when they're not great they still win games what do you think happens to gia the pet monkey <laughs> like if Sark gets fired. You, you, you keep trying to pull me into that story, and I refuse. <laughs> Boy, you, I know one way to get you quiet is when I start talking about that stripper story. Suddenly Aaron checked out on me. All right, it's um, it's the, uh, or or should I call it a dancer? I, should, I think I should call it, be more, uh, I should be nicer about it. That was Coach Jeff Banks who had the stripper girlfriend with a pet monkey. And uh, she went by the name Pole Assassin. Pole Assassin. Oh, my goodness. All right, University of Texas, we love you. We really do. What would we do without you? Well, we'll find out soon. We're trading the pet monkey and the stripper for, for the Mormons. All right, uh, the uh, <laughs> Coach Collin. Aaron's really going to get uncomfortable. Uh, Coach Collin, Nikki Collin, joins us next. Baylor women's basketball coach. We can't wait to visit with her. She's next. The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is China Spring Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, China Spring Country Store also has the latest styles from the most popular brands of women's Western clothing, including those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude, plus jewelry, lawn and garden products and Plum Creek Crockers that will be perfect for your front porch. Go by and see Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store, 9030 China Spring Highway. So recently, a northern transplant in our fair city came in to pick up outfitters for the first time, and he was starstruck. He told us that truck accessories were not needed in Illinois. I know, pick your jaw up off the ground. An entire state full of trucks driving around completely nude. Then he said he saw the light when he moved to Texas and found that in Texas, truck accessories were a necessity. I don't know about a necessity, but Texans have a whole different attitude about their trucks, and they give them their rightful place as a family member. I mean, what exactly do you use your truck for if you're not going to put anything on it? All this is a warning for the good people of Central Texas to stay diligent. Don't let your truck look like it came from up north. Put something on that truck, for goodness sakes. A bumper, a lift kit, some running boards. At Pickup Outfitters, we know what your truck needs. So come and see us at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery. Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash Providence TX Sports Med. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal Metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now 
that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. TFNB, your bank for life, wants to congratulate the Crawford Pirates on a great football season. We're rooting for you in the playoffs. With five locations in Central Texas, TFNB has been your choice for hometown banking since 1889. Learn more or open an account with us at TFNBTX.com. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Go Pirates! From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Hand Camera School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, and making her weekly appearance is Nikki Collin, Baylor women's basketball coach, and... Uh, Nikki, we, I mean, now you've had, since we last talked, three games already in the books. No rest for the weary. Um, I, let's go back, and we won't hit every single one of these things. Uh, but but that, that first night, your first game, your first official game, uh, Texas State, uh, you you got immediately, Nikki, the taste of, oh, wait, what? you guys are supposed to win by 30 or 40 points every game. <laughs> was that, right, right, was absolutely. That, <laughs> was that, I'm sure that was sort of a, an interesting thing, but a win, your first win. What were your um, what were your feelings coming out of that game? Well, you know, I actually, um, as much as there were things I was disappointed about, I just that's how I thought that game was going to go. You know, in talking to uh, media before, and you know, the question came up about you know what, how do you work on these games? You know, against like kind of basically inferior opponents, and I'm like, wait, it's like this state's pretty good. Um, and, you know, for us, it's, it's everyone on our roster is learning something new. And, and every game, when teams play us differently or, um, you know, we have to learn to adjust. I mean, in three games, we've seen, we've seen a 2-2-1 press. We've seen a 1-2-2 press. We've seen a 3-2 half-court zone. We've seen a 2-3 half-court zone. We've seen sagging man-to-man. Like, we, we've seen a little bit of everything. And so, you know, when – when you play teams, it's, it's your ability to adjust when you have a roster full of players that are learning to play together and then having to do it against different looks. You know, one of the uh, hallmarks, one of the things you were talking about last night is uh, is the kind of defense you want your team to play. I, I think probably one of the uh, things that may have been frustrating in that first game was they got too many easy looks. It looks like in these, these next two games, 
you guys locked down. Was that, um, Nikki, after that game, was that a big-time message? Because uh, these next two opponents, and, um, and, and of course last night against New Orleans, they didn't. They really weren't able to penetrate, and you kind of locked them up. Even some of their – one of their players in particular, you could tell, was a, was a great ball handler and a great player, but you all bottled her up. What was your message to the team after that first game from a defensive standpoint? Well, I just think you have to – I think you can't – you can always control your, your effort on defense. You know, you're not going to make every shot at the offensive end. Um, you're not going to make every play that you want to play, but, but you can give consistent effort at the defensive end, and you can – know your scout and, and be good at the point of attack and your ball screen D. I mean, you know, it's, it's a ball screen world out there. So being good defensively means being good in ball screen defense, you know, plain and simple. Um, not that you aren't going to face a few teams that are different, five out motion teams here or there, but like ultimately you're going to see high ball screen, side ball screens, you know, and I just think, you know, last night we did a better job, especially after the first five minutes of being a little more aggressive in our ball screen D. Um, you know, we had the luxury last night of their guards um, were their best players, you know, and their posts, um, you know, are, are kind of like cleanup players. And so, you know, our posts were more active because they didn't have nearly as much of a concern about, um, you know, what their player was going to do. Um, so I, I think we were really way more dialed in last night as the game went along in, into who's looking to score, how are they going to score. And when, when a team only has three assists, you've done a pretty good job. You've made them make one-on-one plays. Talking to Nikki Collin, her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You know, Queen Egbo last night had one of those games where she pretty much uh, almost made every shot. I think it was maybe 11 for 12 from the field. And and she is, uh, you know, it, it, by the way, Nalissa also, her free throw shooting has been brilliant these last couple of games, and, and I think that's going to be helpful. But sticking with Egbo, uh, I, I get the sense just from watching this team for several years, you know, she knew her role. It was, let's block shots, let's play good defense. Anything I get on offense is icing on the cake kind of thing. It seems like, Coach, she all, you've already gotten her to have the, the new mindset of, I, I've got to be one of our most potent offensive players. Is that a message you continue to send to her? Because it really does seem like it's getting through. She's been very aggressive on the offensive end. Uh, I mean, Queen, Queen's a special athlete. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, she did a good job, especially last night of just going and getting misses. I mean, she had eight offensive rebounds. So, you know, a lot of her points were points that she manufactured. Now, some of that was, you know, advantage to the fact that so often when she was in with Liz, they tried to front and back Liz, mm-hmm. and then Queen was alone on the backside, you know, with the ability to rebound one-on-one, um, you know, and, and, and obviously a mismatch. Uh, against New Orleans, but I, I have challenged her. I mean, I think she's someone that is, as we face more man-to-man defense, I think can be great in rim running and in, in setting screens and rolling. Um, she's very good at 15 feet. She's developed her shot to three. We're certainly not going to go run a bunch of plays for her to get threes right now, uh, but she's become a capable three-point shooter with, I think, long-term the ability to be a good three-point shooter. Um, you know, with Queen, it's just it's, it's how consistent is she? You know, really challenging her that you know, I've told her, like, I personally feel like if she wanted to, she could be National Defensive Player of the Year. Like, that is how good she could be. But that's – being that good comes down to how, how mentally tough are you. Like, do you want to get in a stance on every possession? And not just block shots when someone rotates, but, like, prevent someone from even turning it downhill because you're in a stance and you're a menace. And so, you know, that that's going to continue to be her challenge is, 
you know, as, as she works really hard and, you know, we're, we're encouraging touches to her because she does finish the basketball. So, you know, we're, we're going to keep, keep doing that at the same time when teams double, you know, she's got to get better at, at, at finding the, the, the diagonal of throwing the drop pass to the cutter. I mean, that, that's all, that'll all be growth for her because, you know, if you're getting more touches than you're accustomed to, people are going to defend you different ways. Yeah, I, she just has a look about her in a lean. Uh, I mean, it's just her length and everything, the athleticism, you're right. I mean, and that's pretty cool to hear you say that, that the capability is there to be a national defensive player of the year type player. Now, Melissa had a catalytic type play last night, uh, with uh, and, and they were having some fun on social media. Baylor obviously has a great volleyball team, and she came over with the uh, with the spike. Do you think, uh, did Melissa ever play any volleyball? And, by the way, who is the uh, – I think I recall you doing some fun things with your teams in the off season. Maybe y'all did play a little volleyball. Who is the best volleyball player on your team? Well, I think you know. It, it, I think that we did. We did play a little volleyball. It was very, very competitive. You know, I was spending a lot of time <laughs> setting lists. Um, I was an outside hitter in high school, but I'm smart enough to end up at this point in my my life that that setting um, it will be more of a strong suit for me in back row play. So, um, you know, I think I think Liz is is a natural athlete. Her timing is good. Um, you know, it did look like a volleyball play. I, I think sometimes <laughs> I felt like she was so high, she probably could have just grabbed the ball in the air. You know, even, you know, they always say that when you look back at Bill Russell and some of those guys, they always talk about how it was more important for them to block it and keep it in play so they could turn it the other direction than it was, you know, having that demonstrative um, uh, feel to it. But it's, it's pretty fun to watch. There's no question. She, she is one of our better volleyball players. And I don't think she played volleyball in high school, but, but she definitely – you know, has some timing on her spikes. <laughs> you're right, though. As a coach, you're like, okay, that was a cool play, but we need you to catch that ball in the air, you know, keep that ball in play kind of thing. Talking to Nikki Collin, Baylor women's basketball coach, on the Matt Mosley Show. I, I, something interesting in the post game you said last night that stood out to me was um, I kind of had to I, I kind of had to be a jerk, uh, I think was the way you you phrased it. Was that uh, you know kind of halfway through that first quarter, y'all are leading twenty through twenty three fifteen, as I recall. From there, it was all academic. You kind of you dropped the hammer on them a little bit. What uh, what 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 did you mean by that, and why why did you feel like you kind of had to had to be that that uh, that that person? Because that's not a I don't think that's a side of you we've seen a lot of yet, but you felt like you needed to last night. I think every coach has to know what their team needs. In, in the moment and you know while while personally I would rather just be constantly coaching them up constantly okay here's what you did here's what we can do better okay here's the adjustment that, that's how I want to be you know that's how honestly like at my core I'm a teacher I want to teach um, but there's times when you know that, that I do believe that some of what they're accustomed to is is you know that fire and and I, I'm not I'm not afraid to bring it when it's necessary. I mean, it's, it certainly can be a part of who I am. If I don't have to go and dig down deep in there, I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know. But um, when it's needed, you know, I'm going to say what's needed. And I felt, like, I felt like we weren't playing with any energy. We didn't have any energy at the point of attack. We were letting them drive around us. We, you know, we weren't taking care of the basketball. I mean, I think at that point we were like 8 for 12 from the field but already had like 5 or 6 unforced turnovers, you know. And so – you know, it's it's like it's we had spent two days um, really spending considerable amounts of time on working on post feeding. And I know, believe me, I get messages in my DMs and I get them on Twitter and people saying we need to work on our post feed. 
you know, to all those <laughs> listeners. Like, I promise you, we are uber-focused on post feeds. It's a little harder than you think. Um, our post feeds have to be better from our guards to our posts. Our post feeds have to be better from our posts to our posts and that high-low look. Um, and so, you know, but, but this team is going to have growth, and uh, I'm going to coach them up. You know, I know there's a lot of, you know, armchair coaches out there, and, and um, you know, I, I certainly don't think we're a finished product right now. I'm, I'm excited about, you know, kind of the opportunity um, to see where we're at, you know, against Maryland. Yeah, you're finding out we're we're all really good at uh, at giving giving advice. So anyway, hopefully hopefully that's that's not overwhelming at times. Now the uh, I, uh, several of us got to go over to um, to UTA, and uh, I, I just kind of wondered as you get ready for this big, uh, you know, incredible road trip coming up this weekend. Was that a good? Um, obviously, it'll be a different environment when you get to Maryland. But how did you feel like your team functioned on the road? That game was. Uh, uh, pretty close, and then obviously you broke it open there in the second half. Do you think that was at least a, a nice warm-up uh, as you get ready to, for your first really huge test of the season? You know, I'll say this. I thought we were more focused on the road, and that can happen with teams when you don't have the distraction of everybody around and going home and everyone's going back to their hotel and you're eating meals together and you're you're connected differently. I felt like we were we were more – um, in tune to being ready to play that game um, and, you know, less about, okay, we've got the hype video and we've got the smoke and, the you know, all of that stuff, which is fun, and I know players love it. But there's something to be said for, you know, going on the road, knowing that it's a business trip um, and, you know, knowing that, hey, we're going to have, you know, hopefully a great crowd. I mean, truthfully, like it's not um, – you know, I, I hope they, they bring out 10,000 people. Like, I think that would be amazing for us, you know. And, and uh, you know, we, we, need, we need that challenge. We need to know where we're at. Um, and, and so, you know, hopefully that, you know, this is a team that's prepared to rise to the challenge. It's certainly a game I'm going to be up for. I think it's a, a game our players are going to be up for. And if, and if they aren't, then they shouldn't have, you know, signed with Baylor in the first place because I think that's what most of these players came to Baylor for. It's part of what I came to Baylor for you know, to compete in these kind of games. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I did notice that Owusu, uh, one of their top guards, uh, hurt her ankle uh, in a game a couple of days ago, and uh, we'll see what they uh, what they have. They've been waiting for another guard. Oh, they said guards. she was practicing. They said she was practicing <laughs> yesterday and would play today. So, you know, okay. I mean. I, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you this, like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not that coach that's like, going to like, oh, we want them at full strength and like, you know, like you, 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 uh, you work against the team that they put on the floor. But I will yeah. say this: it's always better to know rather than question. Will she play? Will she not? Do we prepare yeah. for her to play? Do we? You know what I mean? Like it's easier to know, even if they have their full deck, their full complement. Like you know, because my question is, will Diamond Miller be back for our game? You know, I mean yeah. that's that yeah. you know was a 17 point game per game score a year ago, and you know, will they funnel her back in any of these games this week as a as a tune-up? You know, because you know, and to shake the rust off, or is she not ready? Like, I mean, they're certainly not going to bring her back before she's ready, but it's kind of like that question where you're constantly like, well, if she plays, well, if she doesn't play, and and because if she plays, all of a sudden people slide down the position a little bit, you know? Yeah. Chloe did use a, a four instead of a three as much, you know, not that she's not going to swing, um, but it kind of changes the dynamics of, of their lineup a little bit, so I just like knowing, you know? Like, I want all the information. That's just how I'm wired. Well, I, I, it's going to be fun. <clears throat> what a what a matchup! Two top ten teams, number three team Maryland. Coach Freeze has done a tremendous job there. So 
Uh, I, I would say that the great thing is, uh, Coach, at a game like this, no matter what happens, it, you know, it's not, it's not a conference game, but I would say it's a great kind of litmus test of where your team is. And, and it's, it's hard to truly know until you go into battle with a team like this and in, in, a, in an environment like this. So I, uh, I, I would think this will, uh, this is pretty, this will be pretty exciting. And, and it's like, do you, have, do you have to, when you're heading into a game like this, do you have to kind of remind your players, hey, don't get your emotions get caught up in this? Or, or do you think they've, a lot of these players have been in enough of these big games not to have to really remind them too much about that? Certainly, certainly a lot of them have, but I, I'm not sure, like, you know, this is, this is going to be a huge test for Sarah Andrews, you know, because, yeah, yeah. you know, she, she's someone that, that obviously was a part of big games here last year, um, but didn't have the ball in her hands nearly as much, wasn't a decision maker. You know, I, I think this is why Jordan Lewis came here. You know, she certainly um, battled a lot. It's very battle-tested playing in the SEC and playing against the South Carolinas and K- Kentuckys and Georgias. You know, but but this will be different, and it'll be you know these guys are gonna they're gonna need one another. You know that they're gonna need to play. Um, we're gonna need to play really well together. You know, I, I think we have the pieces. We're different than them. They're gonna present challenges with their size on the perimeter um, that we saw a little bit in UTA, but they're you know they're just a little bit better at every position. You know, but conceptually they're gonna post their guards a little bit. Owusu is is a big point guard. You know that that does things that we're not going to see a lot all season long. And so, um, you know, we, we just have to be ready to, to, you know, do what we do well and, and be really committed to that and, and to compete. And, and I feel like, you know, if, if, if we compete hard at the defensive end, we get back in transition because they, they love to run, you know, and we rebound with them. If we stay close to even with them on the boards, then we're going to have a chance. Coach, really appreciate it. Uh, best of luck in that game going to College Park, and uh, we'll all be watching. That'll be very exciting, and uh, really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, happy, happy to. All right, Nikki Collin, there she is, the uh, coach of the Baylor uh, uh, women's basketball team. It is time to talk about Baylor's trip to Manhattan. We'll do it next. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali. 469-562-4188. Now time for a Cowboys update. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. You'll hear from the first Cowboy to ever record both a sack and a blocked pun in the same game right after this. The Dallas Cowboys take on the Chiefs in Kansas City on Sunday, November 21st. Join Cowboys Nation at one of two free watch parties presented by Miller Lite. Head to AT&T Discovery District or Miller Lighthouse at AT AT&T Stadium to join in on the fun. Enjoy Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders' performances. Meet Dallas Cowboys alumni. Hang with Rowdy and more. Pre-game celebrations begin at 1 p.m. at AT&T Discovery District and 2 p.m. at Miller Lighthouse. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash watch party. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. 
The Cowboys are without top pass rusher Randy Gregory for at least two more games because of a calf injury. But filling in admirably this past Sunday and the win over the Falcons was defensive end Dorrance Armstrong, who not only recorded his first sack of the season, he also blocked a punt that was recovered for a touchdown. Armstrong became the first Cowboy to record a sack and blocked punt in the same game. He talked post-game about the block. I just gave a little dummy call, got him confused, and came free. That was my first one ever, so I was pretty excited, pretty surprised, but uh, it felt good, man. I mean, I've never seen that statistic, so uh, hopefully I can be the first one. Armstrong and the defense will have their hands full Sunday in Kansas City, chasing down Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. This is Richard Carr. We have shared many challenges together over the past year, but 2021 brought a new business challenge. Computer chip shortages have created long delays for new vehicles. We're told production is improving and cars are coming. At Richard Carr Motors, we have a list of vehicles already in production called our inbound vehicle list. These are vehicles that will be delivered first. Get your name on our inbound vehicle list and be first in line for your new GM car or truck. Thank you, Central Texas, for your continued support. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long, extreme pain every day, trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Increasing clouds and still very breezy this evening. 63 degrees will be the overnight low. Clearing skies tomorrow with a lot of sunshine in the afternoon. 
Highs top out at 84, and then a strong cold front moves through overnight Wednesday into Thursday. Thursday looks mostly sunny. It's going to be dry, but much, much cooler with a high of only 62. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. Baylor men's basketball beat Nichols State in an afternoon game at the Farrell Center 89-60. The Bears will host Central Arkansas tomorrow night at the Farrell Center. Tip is at 7 o'clock. Last night it was the Baylor women over New Orleans 78-39. They'll be off until Sunday when they face number 3 Maryland on the road. Monday Night Football saw the 49ers beat the Rams 31-10 last night. The third installment of the college football playoff ranking show is tonight, starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN. College football tonight, Toledo at Ohio, Western Michigan at Eastern Michigan, and Bowling Green at Miami of Ohio. Catch the UMHB Coaches Show tonight with Pete Fredenberg starting at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. rolling through a Tuesday. Man, I'm going to go see some high school basketball tonight. We've got football coming up. Got a little Crawford talk in a little bit. I want to talk to our uh, expert on uh, Crawford as they get ready to play Celeste. Now, uh, and we'll get him on here in a minute. Um, uh, the great Brian Fonville, who does a really nice job, he and Tom Nesbitt on those Crawford games. But, um, Aaron, is, is this uh, – are there any – as we kind of start the week – and you got to get those coaches shows going, and obviously we're losing a few schools, but still have a lot of schools left. Uh, Temple, Mart, West, Crawford, Riesel. I mean, you know, you just kind of go right down the line with some of these schools that are left. Who do you um, right now, Aaron? Do you is there any team that uh, that is there any is there any matchup that as you kind of look ahead for Thursday or Friday? that's kind of getting you excited? Um, I mean, you know, I'm not looking forward to all of them. I, uh, there's, as far as the Central Texas teams, uh, I'm trying to think. Nothing really jumps out. I know Whitney plays Mount Vernon, and I, I know that mm. um, name is very familiar to you. That is, of course, yeah. where Art Bryles went and coached the last few years. He's no longer there. but um, Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Whit- I, like, I, I like things like that because Mount Vernon under Bryles actually had gotten pretty deep. I mean, I think they finished in, like, the semifinals or something and, and almost made it – they got they got really close to making it to the state title game. I don't know – I don't know who replaced Bryles there out at Mount Vernon, uh, but uh, but it would be interesting to see if they've sort of been able to build on that. Or uh, But Whitney is a program I have a lot – a great deal of interest in. So I do like that matchup. Yeah, Mount Vernon has actually been able to keep it up pretty well uh, this year. They're state ranked going into this game against Whitney, and they'll uh, they'll play uh, Thursday night in in Tyler, Whitney versus Mount Vernon. Um, ah, in Tyler, Texas, there's yep. a big game in Corsicana that I'm excited about uh, Friday night. There's that another is, game of the yeah, yeah. That's probably the biggest game. Two state ranked teams involving yeah. one from Central Texas and the other and, being and your alma mater. Yeah, yeah. The Kaufman Lions play La Vega, and and pretty much every other week of the year, 
I'm a big La Vega guy. Uh, but Coach Don Hyde, <clears throat> he'll have to do it on his own. He'll have to. He and, and you know what? They do a pretty good job of that. <coughs> but uh, but the mighty Lions, Jeremy Burleson's Lions, will show up, and this will be a battle in uh, Kaufman versus La Vega. La Vega, Argyle, and now Melissa. Melissa has uh, entered the the conversation <coughs> for Class Four A type powers. And a Kaufman dropped down from 5A to 4A. So all those things uh, interest me greatly. I've actually got a little bit of interest. I know we have – it's a, it's a little bit of a niche audience. But the um, – what's the French way to say it? The uh, U.S. men's national team is playing right now. And they're playing Jamaica. And I thought they'd already played Jamaica, which they have, in Austin. But, man, I was just looking at this thing. And, and they're playing as we speak. And the U.S. men's national team for the uh, USA is uh, 1-1 in a tie with Jamaica. They had won three games in a row, and the other night they won over Mexico. Now, why do you say Mosley? We want to hear you talk about Baylor football. We want to hear you talk about, uh, about, the, uh, about the Cowboys. But you know what? We've got a, we've got a large Latino audience that I love talking to that uh, they embrace soccer. And, um, and and then, you know, boy, USA has been good against Team Mexico. I think we call that tri-colors or something like that. We uh, Anyway, my man, my soccer expert is jumping on with us now. It is Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President over at Central National Bank, one of our proud sponsors. I don't know if they're always proud of me. I had a line earlier today, Brian, that I don't think you were listening to, that I said something about we were trading University of Texas <laughs> And I might have mentioned something about uh, the monkey, you know, the, the story of the pet <laughs> monkey uh, for the Mormons. I don't know if it was one of my prouder. I, I don't know. I, I, some, some, I, some people might think it was one of my proudest moments. But we are very proud to be uh, partners with Central National Bank. Now, Brian Fonville, as the executive vice president and our official soccer expert, are the, is the U.S. men's national team still tied at one with the Jamaicans? You know, I, I, they were tied when I left my office, Matt. I'm, I'm currently heading home from my, uh, from my work commute here, so I don't know. It was 1-1 when I left. All right, let me go back to my trusty, because I had gone on Twitter. Uh, this was the first ever start. It was 1-1. Gianluca Busio is getting the, his first ever start in a qualifying game for, uh, for uh, Team USA. All right, let me get you updated here on the – let's see what they – oh, six minutes. Christian Palu, uh how do you say his name? Uh, Polisic. Polisic and Kellen Acosta have come on now for Tim Weah and Yunus Musa. Now, that's an interesting sub because Weah has the U.S. men's team team's um, only score in this game. He tied it at one with those left-footed. He, he went through there on a nice combination and then fired it off one of the posts on the inside of the post, and that's how the, the uh, U.S. team made it 1-1, all right? So that'll bring you up to date. Uh, Brian, is this are, – are, are the U.S. men already in, or do they – is this like – do they need this to make sure they're in the World Cup? You know, I don't think they've officially cemented their qualification yet, Matt, um, but they're, I think they're at the top of the table. They beat Mexico – a few days ago, which was a big game because Mexico is also at the top of the table. You know, the top 
think it's the top three end up qualifying. And uh, that was the third time they beat Mexico this year. They won that 2-0. And you mentioned Pulisic. Pulisic also checked in, I think, at around the 70th minute in that game and scored a big goal. And then their other kind of star player, uh, I, I know you like to kid me on if I say, you know, star player, well-known player, but uh, Weston yeah. McKinney also scored a goal in that one. So some of the big names are back for this team and uh, delivering in big ways. And hopefully, you know, with those subs that they've just brought on in this game, they can get another goal and, uh, and take three points. Okay. Uh, I would never kid you about your passion for soccer. <laughs> in fact, it helps us immensely. Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President of Central National Bank, the official soccer guy on our uh, on our station. By the way, I had a huge soccer fan the other day. You would have been so mad, like frustrated with me. I had the great dean, the new dean of Baylor Business School, uh, Hand Camera School of Business. He's an awesome guy, and, um, and he's just a really cool guy. He grew up in London, so he's a huge EPL fan. And I was trying to ask him about American soccer. And during the question, I could not think for the life of me like MLS. Like, it just wouldn't come to me. So I just stumbled around. What do you think about American soccer? I mean, it was a really sad moment. But anyway, whatever. We fought through it. And we and I like him, though. He's a very nice guy. I'm sure you spent a little time over at the business school, although you were also a musician. So you probably went over there. Now, I like this thing that the um, they put up on Twitter, the U.S. Men's National, all – the way up, because that's a song, <laughs> okay? And um, can, can I? I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot. Can you tell me who that song is by? The the sort of famous rap song, "All the Way Up." Is it? Is that a Meek Mill song? That's a that's Fat Joe, and and uh, oh. and and Remy Ma. That's that's Fat Joe and Remy Ma on that, and then okay. the art. Um, yeah, and it also features uh, infrared and French Montana. All right, uh, that's all. That's <laughs> did you know? All the, did you know all that off the top of your head, or did you look yeah, that up? Yeah, that's off the album uh, Plata o Plomo. Okay, and that was re- released in 2017. <laughs> yes, didn't, I knew that right off know, the top of my head. <laughs> it's good to know that your uh, your music knowledge is not just limited to 90s Christian music references. Well, you know, Curtis, Stephen Curtis had a few raps back in the day. He had a dinosaur song that I kind of like. Um, and then Jay-Z was involved in one of those uh, in that video that they put out when All the Way Up first came out. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I've just been told I've got to wrap this up. I thought we were doing some really good things here. Real quick, Crawford versus Celeste. Worried, a little worried about Celeste, or you feel pretty good, pretty confident that Crawford's going to continue on this uh, on this exciting path they've been going on? You know, I mean, I think they're going to have a tougher challenge for sure than what they had this past week. Uh, they, they kind of they jumped out to an early lead over Dawson, and that really wasn't the contest. That game finished 59-12, to 12, I think. Celeste is coming off of a, a pretty good win over Tioga. I think that one was 56-33. to 33. They've got a talented back um, who's pretty quick and gets to the edge, and they've also got a really accurate passer who – finished last week i think it was 18 of 20 so the defense for crawford's going to have its hands full but um you know it, this is a really talented crawford team if on paper they're probably favored to win but uh, uh yeah it should be it should be a really good game matt well listen i overheard in the broadcast booth the other day uh tom barfield bragging on you and tom nesbitt and saying man those guys are really good so you're getting good feedback 
Tom is, is very, usually very critical of my work, so it hurt my feelings a little bit to hear him bragging on other people. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, y'all are doing great, and uh, look forward to this next broadcast. And appreciate you hopping on with us. All right. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you. You bet. There he goes, Brian Fonville, my close friend and the executive vice president at CNB and a, a proud Baylor graduate to boot. All right, uh, more coming up. Uh, I, there's a couple things going on uh, Cowboys-wise that we need to get you caught up on as they get ready for uh, a, a big test at Arrowhead uh, this coming Sunday. We'll talk about it next. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, it was a men's-women's doubleheader in the Farrell Center yesterday, and the result was two convincing wins. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It was a men's-women's basketball doubleheader yesterday in the Farrell Center, beginning with the now ninth-ranked Baylor men hosting Nichols in a matinee affair. Baylor got five players in double-figure scoring, led by L.J. Criers, 20. Kendall Brown, the freshman, finished two rebounds shy of a triple-double. He had 13 points, 10 assists, and eight rebounds on the day. Baylor won over Nichols 89-60, the final score to run their record to 2-0 on the season. The men back in action tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center, hosting Central Arkansas. Then last night, the Baylor women up to number six in the nation in the AP women's poll, hosting the privateers of New Orleans. The Baylor women had five players in double-figure scoring, led by double-doubles from Queen Egbo and Nalissa Smith in a 78-39 win over UNO. After the game, Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin. I, I think this was just one of those games where you know, we, we have to be better coming out of the gate. We, we didn't start the game with enough energy. Um, you know, really felt like, you know, it sounds crazy to say 15 points is a lot. <laughs> um, but I felt like it was a lot. Like, I felt like, you know, we didn't impose our will early enough. And then, you know, I had to be a jerk and, and yell and scream a little bit. And, you know, because I, I think sometimes, like, it's, it's easy to relax against an opponent that you think is inferior to you. And so, you know, it's just, it's not okay. Like every, every, every 
possession matters that we're getting better um, because we're going to turn around and face Maryland, you know, in the in the next game. So, you know, I, I just don't think we can take possessions for granted at either end. And we were turning the basketball over for absolutely no reason and, uh, you know, not guarding as hard as I thought we could. And, and so I think those were those were our biggest issues. Nikki Collin and the Bears now 3-0 on the season. They are number six in the nation in this week's poll. Next up at number three, Maryland. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Attention Central Texas golfers. Are you looking for a golf outing that's a great value but will also challenge your game? Consider Battle Lake Golf Course. This user-friendly course located only 15 minutes from Waco is built for golfers and offers a gently rolling countryside setting with uphill and downhill challenges. It's also a great place to host a group, church, or corporate outing. The friendly staff is looking forward to seeing you at Battle Lake Golf Course. Learn more at BattleLakeGolf.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. Baylor men's basketball beat Nichols State in an afternoon game at the Farrell Center 89 to 60. The Bears will host Central Arkansas tomorrow night at the Farrell Center. Tip is at 7 o'clock. Last night it was the Baylor women over New Orleans 78 to 39. They'll be off until Sunday when they face number three Maryland on the road. Monday Night Football saw the 49ers beat the Rams 31-10 last night. The third installment of the college football playoff ranking show is tonight, starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN. College football tonight, Toledo at Ohio, Western Michigan at Eastern Michigan, and Bowling Green at Miami of Ohio. Catch the UMHB Coaches Show tonight with Pete Fredenberg starting at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Split wide right, back to throw, looking left, looking, throwing into the end zone for Lamb on the left side of the end zone, leaping, caught it, touchdown Cowboys. Brad Sham on the Cowboys flagship, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, and uh, good to hear, actually good to see Brad, hadn't seen Brad in a while, I got to bump into him at the game the other day, Brad still uh Gets after it, and uh, he and Babe Laufenberg do a nice job on those games. Now, Cowboys are going to face a tough test. And the Battle of Preston Road, as we've come to call this, happens in Kansas City. Why do they call it that? Well, uh, the Hunt family, uh, Clark Hunt, the owner, uh, lives on Preston Road. So does Jerry Jones. And, in fact, they just live a stone's throw from each other. A couple of uh, millionaires, billionaires, whatever you want to call them, right down the street from each other. So uh, they have a trophy that's called the Preston Road Trophy. I've actually had a look at this thing, and they'll go back and forth. It's just kind of a fun thing that their families do. It's fun to 
Aaron, it's nice to see the wealthy folks have a little fun, right? Just kind of poke each other back and forth, and uh, good to good to see. Now, Cowboys, uh, Cowboys news today. They are a, a Tuesday, so Cowboys are off today. Um, but they they did have some uh, interesting. Uh, Jerry Jones does one of his uh, his his radio hits on Tuesday, and he was talking about Tyron Smith. And they do think he's getting to the point where he, he might be able to get back in there. Now, what do they do at right tackle? Because Terrence Steele played really well at left tackle this past week against Atlanta, and he was the starting right tackle even when Lyle Collins was healthy again. Lyle Collins played really well at right tackle. So what do you do if, if, uh, if Tyron Smith is able to go? Well, I would say it's a, it's a really good problem to have. And... Um, you know, we'll just kind of see where they feel. What they love is continuity. Now, if Terrence Steele has gotten used to the left side a little bit more, is it okay to go right back to the right side? I think it would be. But who gives you a better chance between Lyle Collins and Terrence Steele? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. What I would do is probably ride Lyle Collins, since he's back in there, as much as you can. I don't even know if he's going to be with the Cowboys next season. I think they've been very frustrated with him. He gets suspended. He then tries to appeal that, and he and he ended up, you know, trying to uh, bribe the the who who is the, the person testing him uh, for uh, you know the drug testing, and so he's kind of posed a uh, an interesting problem for the Cowboys. I think they trust Terrence still more. Lyle Collins is probably still the better player. Now, what did Jerry Jones say about Tyron Smith's chances? Well, he said this. You can get a good feel if he's going to be ready during the week. Right now, it looks good, is what Dr. Jones said. Now, it's funny when I say that like that, Aaron. What do you think of when somebody says, Dr. Jones? What does that make you feel? Who does that make you think of? Barnaby. Barnaby? Yeah. Well, that's funny. I, I, I was thinking of Doc, uh, um, of Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. Uh, he's that's a, funny. Barnaby. He's a Ph.D., not a real doc. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, not a medical doctor. Excuse me. I don't want, want to slight people who have earned Ph.D.s because that's very difficult. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, wait, was Barnaby Jones, was that Buddy Epson? Yes. Buddy Epson played Barnaby Jones? Okay. Yes. After his Beverly Hillbillies days? All right, really interesting. <laughs> now you start making me start think back off to all my TV watching as a kid. <laughs> I feel like our grandparents, what they really their favorite show was probably Murder She Wrote, but they loved any medical show. So I would think, uh, I would think, uh, what was the one Trapper John M.D. and then there was one with uh, Jack uh, Quincy. Uh, I know which Quincy. ones you're t- thinking about. <laughs> yeah, Jack. Yes, I love that show. Jack Klugman. Klugman, yeah, Jack Cut. Wow, you were a TV watcher like I was, and boy, if you grew up and if you were a kid in that in that era, your your grandparents were were having you watch a lot of Johnny Carson with them. I mean, half the things I know in life was because as a kid I watched it on Johnny Carson, and then they would have um, Jonathan Winters on. He was always very very funny, but I would see some of those old comedians. They're old now. But, I mean, that's where I first saw Jay Leno and, and probably uh, uh, Seinfeld and all those guys because they were on Johnny Carson when I was a kid. All right, uh, uh, trip down memory lane there is the Matt Mosley Show. 
Aaron Sexton alongside. As we continue, it is time for the dismount. That's next. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. Have you been thinking of replacing your home's HVAC system? Lockridge Priest is here for you. Take advantage of their free air purifier and duct cleaning with any complete HVAC residential system replacement. Also, ask about their manufacturer's rebate of up to $1,000. Call Lockridge Priest today at 888-878-1531 or visit them online at LockridgePriest.com. Lockridge Priest, making life comfortable since 1963. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. A sagging rear end. It's ugly, it's embarrassing, and it's a sign you haven't been taking care of things. Hey, it's Jay from Pickup Outfitters, and we know you've seen it. A truck pulling an RV, a boat, or a big trailer, and the back end of the truck is lower than the front. In the industry, we call it a floppy jalopy, a scooty booty, or most commonly, badonkadonk down. It's not just an eyesore. When a truck's rear end is sagging, it can be dangerous because it affects the handling of the truck and can make driving unsafe. But there is a fix to this unsafe and unsightly condition. Take your truck to Pickup Outfitters for a little rear-end suspension upgrade like Super Springs, Sumo Springs, or even an airbag suspension kit. Your truck will be safer, handle better, and most importantly, it will look better. People will start noticing the improvement to your rear end right away. And isn't that what it's all about? Get your rear suspension upgrade from the pros at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, or check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. All right, that discussion of old television shows has set me down a rabbit hole. And it started making, uh, Aaron and I were uh, thinking about all the shows we were watching as kids. I watched way too much television. Um, But, you know, it was kind of fun. You know, and, and, and then I remember as a kid... I, there was that, uh, I guess Nickelodeon later would show a bunch of those old shows. But back in the day, growing up in the Metroplex, it was like maybe Channel 39. And you had a, a run of like you'd go, leave it to Beaver. Um, 
Father Knows Best, Homer Pyle Show, and, and um, uh, Green Acres, and the Munsters. Never was like a huge Adams family. Maybe later I watched a little bit of it. The Munsters I liked. But that was really weird because, Aaron, we were way too we were way too young to really be like in the middle of those kind of shows. We didn't see them you know, obviously live, like when they were big. But and then we caught the tail end, I guess, of the, well, the Brady Bunch was even in reruns at that point. I don't think we got the Brady Brunt, Brunt you know, the actual Brady Bunch. We just got reruns. So literally, we grew up on all reruns. That's like you, all we had. Yes. <laughs> we didn't have like our own shows. Now, we did have our own shows like as kids. And I don't know if you were allowed to do this, Aaron. My, my mom's cringing as I tell this. On Friday nights, now of course she didn't mind if I watched the Dukes of Hazard For a young kid, you know, that was a huge show. Although as, <laughs> as we find out more and more, maybe I shouldn't have been watching that. But um, Dallas... Falcon Crest. Now, I don't think I ever watched Knott's Landing. I think I tried to watch a little Dynasty. I don't think I was allowed to watch too much of that. But Dallas and and, and Falcon Crest, I mean, that that's probably how I learned about stuff in life. <laughs> 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 Crystal and Blake and, oh, man, all that kind of stuff. But, uh Aaron, you can. I know we're running out of time. You can answer that question some other time if you got to watch some of those shows. But it is uh, the Matt Mosley show. Have a great evening, everybody. We got a lot planned for tomorrow. Get you ready for Baylor uh, at Kansas State this very weekend. Have a great night. We will talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. It's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, let's check in in Lubbock following that record-setting kick by Jonathan Garibay on Saturday that propelled the Red Raiders to a bowl-qualifying win over Iowa State. That's